you have to be a, actually you have to start the cast almost like Callum <laughs> just said he never watched Knight Rider. Kai, did you watch Knight Rider like uh, Kit and, and David Hasselhoff? I watched Pokemon when I was a kid. Guys, guys seriously, did you, you know what Knight Rider is? <laughs> I, I recognize it now I've Googled it. I, I definitely, I don't think I saw it, but I, nef I know what you mean. I, I want to say it's like the quintessential 80s series. Like this is, yeah. the, the, the A-Team Knight Rider, it doesn't get more 80s than that. I grew up in a household that we weren't allowed to watch TV, so. Okay, okay, well, so well, you, you, were, you, were, you were actually driving the cars. <laughs> yes, I was David Hasselhoff when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's been revealed. <laughs> my, parents, my parents did this weird thing where they made us go outside and play with other friends and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I tried the for a while. It worked like for at least one afternoon until my, my, actually my parents signed me up for a wrestling club when I was in <laughs> fourth grade and I hated that so much. because like, Wrestling you, you, or wrestling? Wrestling, like Olympic wrestling. Okay. That's wrestling. <laughs> that's a bold move. I, I thought like the German national sport is like football. I played but... football for basically all my life, and then like I had one season in fourth grade because I grew up in like a like a cow town. But somehow that cow town had a, a sports club in the first uh, Olympic wrestling league in Germany. So all the like the boys in third and fourth grade we were basically forced to try out, and like I was big and barky, but I was horrible. I never like won a single fight, but they were like, okay, let's try this guy. He, he might have potential, but nobody even like they assumed that you know the rules because just because it was such a big sport in that cow town, and I didn't care about it like the tiniest bit. So I, lit I literally did one season, didn't win a single fight, and then I went back to football. So I, I basically I, I did my time in that. Yeah, club. quit with your hang, your head held high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quit at the top or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you quit at the bottom, you can't go lower. Yeah, I started out at the bottom and I never got lower. That's <laughs> basically how it works. No, if you quit, you can't get worse. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess it works. <laughs> Guys, how, how do you actually end up in this episode? By the way, hello and welcome to Everyday Channel number 150, your favorite, most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us at your local Olympic wrestling club or on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. You just go there, you, you tell them, hey, Julian sent me, he's from S4 Siegfried Halbergenmoos, and he, he's one of the biggest ambassadors of Olympic wrestling in Germany. Nice. Oh God, I hated the sport so much, seriously. They'll, they'll know your name. <laughs> what's, what's the magic advert where they were like, they will know your name. Everyone knows Julian's name in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we used to have that thing, um, play the game, see the world. And the next slogan of magic was basically, uh, they will know your name. But like that was... I think it was a little bit more creative than that, but basically that. It, and the world I, will I know, think, uh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and the world will know, like, yeah. Like the world will know your name, and then, like, a month later, like, they stopped all GPs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually just hilarious. Oh, guys. <laughs> what, what will the world actually know? Because we want to talk a little bit about what Legacy actually looks like these days. We have the entire, what's the, the Lord of the Rings set even called? Like, I literally, I just keep calling it Lord of the Rings set. Is that the yeah. name? I think pretty sure, yeah. yeah. I think that's what everyone's been saying, yeah. yeah. So it's probably like adventures in Middle Earth or something, like something they think, made up yeah. that nobody ever cared. Before we get into the that. cards, I would just just say how much I am absolutely loving this set, like everything about it. Just seeing like our friend Francis, he's a mega super duper giga fan of Lord of the Rings. What about your he, enemy Francis? <laughs> FGC, the one and only. He's like drafting and he never drafts before. And he's just like, he won a um, quiz. He went to Command Fest over the weekend and he won a quiz because he got to answer all the questions about Lord of the Rings. But like, not just him, like all my London friends, okay. everyone's just like loves Lord of the Rings and like getting into it. And yesterday I did a draft with the soundtrack on in the background, like full immersive. And dude. I'm I'm just <laughs> loving the set, like with all my heart. It's amazing. Yeah, dude. Like I, I also like started another like uh, Lord of the Rings marathon. 
which yeah. uh, you're probably not supposed to stop in between, but here we are. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm now like in the second movie right before um, the, the big battle uh, oh, in dude. Helm's Deep. Helm's dude, Deep. it's so oh epic. But, like, you know, I was like, kind of sleepy um, before that scene. And it's like, dude, I, can't, I cannot be sleepy while watching this because this is like just too epic. I usually watch Lord of the Rings like once per year, the um, extended version and... Uh, Damn, yeah. those, those movies, they age so, so well. I haven't watched like, it again yet, but I'm like, but you just saying that is, I've got me thinking like, so it begins and just like tingles down my spine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like that, that, there's like this meme where, when you when you start the movie exactly at like a specific time, mm. then on, on midnight at New Year, it starts <laughs> off with like, you know, and so it begins. It's, it's actually oh, kind of epic. I have it's not done it yet, but I like, you know, that's like that's a, a cool idea. Yeah, lifetime achievement. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I've not got time to... Like watch them again yet but it's on my to do as soon as possible maybe after this like yeah it's just okay yeah. i just really quick question so like a yeah. favorite character from lord of rings just real quick uh anyone i, I, I like the ring raid the witch king okay yeah yeah Definitely. yeah, yeah. Um, ring raids for sure it's pretty cool um, yeah i like the guy like the what, what, what's <laughs> sauron sauron i like sauron i like the guy you know Sauron is pretty cool. Sauron is cool. I've actually got a Sauron card right in front of me from a uh, from a pack I opened. Yeah. It's such a cool okay. card. I want to play like Grixis Control with Sauron, the Dark Lord, in just because. Oh, honestly, oh. though, actually, <laughs> I gotta be honest. Like when I watched Lord of the Rings back then, I loved Legolas just because like I played an elf, like an oh archer, in every single Obviously. game I ever played. Literally any RPG, anything, it would always be like an elf or half elf archer. You know, my first but... answer to the question was going to be just not Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say like Legolas, like kind of like the go-to character. He's so. like the I'm so smart, you're all dumb. But yeah, um, yeah, he's like he's pretty vanilla almost. Like he he he's never really. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. actually, maybe it's Gimli. I don't know, but Gimli's like nah. Gimli's badass. Yeah, yeah Gimli's pretty cool. But like yeah. Legolas, really, like that guy just doesn't fuck up. You know, like he he always gets things right and. I don't know. It's, it's almost kind of He's boring. Perfect. Actually. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah that's, that's Gimli doesn't fuck up either. So uh, right. Gimli doesn't really do much other than like swing a hammer or something, right? Yeah. That, that doesn't his, count as fucking up. His, his he, ox, fucks the, yeah. Yeah, he fucks the but, goblins up. But my my confession is, I don't really like the hobbits. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Oh, really? That's that's so interesting because like my like my ca- my favorite character like by a mile is Samwise Gamgee. N- not because not because he's like particularly strong or anything, but because he's like I think like the bravest character in the whole movie. He definitely movie. is, yeah. Dude, he's crazy. Like every time, like in the last movie, when he goes like, I can't, no, I can't, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you, dude. Like, yeah, dude. yeah. Well, that's I, 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 dude, dude, I get, I get, dude, I get, like, I get like pee pee in my just eyes crying. every single time, dude. Yeah. Every single time. Cool. Anyway, this was a nice, uh, just like gushing about how how cool it is, and I'm yeah loving it yeah. to bits. We got some cards in the set that are making a bit of an impact on the format, don't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, actually, there are, there are a couple, right? <laughs> yeah, and it is a couple. We wanted to like do like a recap based because we talked about them last episode, and now we've had a weekend of tons of results, so we'll be looking at results as well. But um, let's recap what we think the cards have done based on their initial reactions. So. Orcish Bowmasters was like the talk of the town. It was on everyone's radar. I hyped it up a ton last episode. Where do you guys think this card has fallen? So uh, I, I initially, I think uh, we all agreed that the card is maybe like slightly almost overpowered. And mm. I like I think I have, yeah, I have to like correct that statement a little bit because um, in, in playtesting, like it's actually much more like a, a fa- like a pretty solid fair card. Um, there are games where it doesn't really do much. And um, there are other games where you get like the complete blowout by like brainstorm. But I gotta say, like I, I played, pr- 
probably like five or six leagues now with um, the Golgari control, uh, Cradle control deck, which not only plays three Orcish Bowmasters, but like the full playset of um, Fiend Artisan, which, you know, can get more Bowmasters. But like, <laughs> the, the, like the full blowout, like, you know, you cast Brainstorm in response, I, I Bowmaster you, um, it's almost never came up because A, they got removal ready, and B, I just probably tap out at the wrong time. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that deck specifically taps out quite a lot, so you're... I mean, on the upside... Well, actually, that deck doesn't really play... Like, it's... It, it's I mean, it, it's not a FC anymore. I guess if it was still an F deck, you, you could say, well, there's, like, untapped stuff and virtual ranges and can get it down. But this is more like a main deck tap-out deck, so I can see why you wouldn't be able to get that. Uh, but yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, like, I, it, it plays almost, like, more orcs than elves. So, I mean, um, it plays. It literally plays as many elves as as twelve post. I mean, when, it plays when, one more elf than twelve post. Okay. So the deck had the name orcs because it played one elf, and so it was like elves. Uh, orcs came from elves because they're part elf, part human. So it had already had the nickname deck orcs. Oh, so I messaged Newton when Orcish Bowmasters came out. I was like, "Can we call it orcs now?" Dude, that's but pretty he, flavorful. Yeah. But he likes cradle control. But I think orcs is a pretty cool name for the deck. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I like orcs quite a lot. Orcs yeah. is cool. But um, <laughs> Black, he, he Green Orcs. And then something about like the gameplay of Orcish Bowmasters. Like, I was a little concerned about the, the Bowmaster Mirror, maybe, when, when both players start casting those. But actually, I kind of enjoy those, um, this gameplay where you have a lot of like flashy stuff going on. Like They kind of ping each other, and you have sick combat tricks. And like combat tricks are something that legacy um, players are... Typically not really good at. I gotta. I, I gotta say. God, like, in fact, players are rolling but, over right now. But there's. Yeah. <laughs> but you're dude, right. I mean, right. I, I do. I also suck at combat <laughs> for the most part. But like, it, it makes combat really swingy and uh, exciting. I think. Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. Like, I last episode I was you know hyping it up, saying I think this card is scary. It could like you know really push things out of the format and stuff. I, I agree. I've come down on it. I think it's still very very good, and it'll be a big card in the format. I think it'll still have potentially a bit of a warping thing on, you know, X1s just not being as good as before. I've played one league with it in Painter now, and it it didn't trigger the extra draw thing a single time yet. So I'm still to see where that comes up. But based on your experience as well, I think people are, it's on people's radars massively. So if the card, you know, gets a bit more normal and standard and everything like kind of evens out, then maybe it does that more. But just being a two mana flash, like kind of ETB ping something, make two bodies is, is a very good rate. So yeah, I've come down on it. It's not going to break the format. It's not going to make every single DNT player cry. Like we saw XJ um, do very well with uh, DNT, but with um, Magus, which I said Blood Moon is very good against the underground C decks and people are doing Bowmaster things. But um, it's still a very, very impressive card. So we'll probably be seeing it a ton in the format. Yeah, interestingly, I, I, I did a lot of um, commentary over the weekend. I did commentary for the NRG series and what, what they call Chicago Land. I just love that name. I guess, I guess <laughs> nice. it's just like Chicago, like Greater Chicago or something, but they call it Chicago Land. Like, like um, I don't know, a theme park. <laughs> you go there, there's Michael Jordan everywhere. I guess that's how it works. Yeah, and we saw Bowmasters in action. I actually saw Bowmasters a lot, lot in these like either mono black helm combo decks or like even straight up mono black scam aggressive decks. And then, as you guys mentioned, right, it, it slots into into that uh, artisan deck. It slots into like painter. There's Grixis Diver. I didn't. I rarely ever saw it like doing something crazy. But what I noticed is that it's really hard to find a matchup where where it doesn't do at least something. Right. Uh, even like yeah. I, I saw it come down against Doomsday. And it made all the difference. Literally all the difference. Like the Doomsday player, they they had to create their stack. 
and then Bowmaster came down after the stack and they were like, oh, damn, like I have to wait like now like two more times because I can't like, I don't know, street race because it costs me like so much life loss and everything. Uh, now all of a sudden there's like two more power in play and it's it was super annoying to deal with from most decks and I, I loved it about the card. Yeah. Like, we, we talked about how right. this card alone has made black a lot more of a like respectable color and legacy again and that can only be good. It also fills the curve with these black decks like they didn't have a good well the, the black stompy decks want to be playing ancient tomb and then like Dalthy Voidwalker and him to Turak like the premier two mana things dark confident is kind of aged badly but um this fills a slot where like you can go turn one chrome mox swamp and and go and then untap with the the ancient tomb the next turn kind of thing and yeah it just um it, I found like in the league I played and just watching the coverage the US commentating and stuff it kind of punished planeswalkers a lot as well I've played it in response to a Teferi a few times and Teferi just doesn't have a good option other way, other than to tick up and then you get to attack it down and yeah it, and like Narset you know doesn't really get to do much against it and even pressures Khan pretty well it's just a the the floor of the card is pretty high is the what I'm trying to get at. I, I guess I, I gotta say I'm happy that it's two mana because this could almost be something that wizards would print at three mana and then nobody would be looking at it because it's just like too clunky. But at two mana it works and it works yeah. really well in legacy. Yeah. Right. And, even, like, and, and even if there's like the the, the brainstorm blowout moment with Bowmaster, that that's not even like lights out. You know, like if if I imagine like the same scenario, but you have like let's say uh the uh, what's what's it called the three mana pirate, um. Hull Breacher. Uh, yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If you cast Hull Breacher in response, I mean, that's literally, that's literally game, right? Like, like yeah, I, I have yeah. not seen a single game where you can recover from this, but like Bowmas, I mean, you, you take a bunch of damage and they have one big orc um, army, but that that's that's it. You know, you can recover from that. And maybe that that's my, maybe like the part where um, I agree with the, with the power level of, of cards these days where cards are really, really good these days and mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to get better. But um, at least this is not like a, a pure like lights out card. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. It, I do think we're going to see like, you know, people are going to sim run a little bit now and it's going to be played a lot. But I think it is good enough to just be a staple of the format. And it's yeah. going to bolster up next. I think it's a really, really great addition to like, Cradle Control. And Painter, I'm kind of like, I mean, worrying about it again. But I think it's made Grixis Delver a very good deck. Very, very good. So actually, give me the, the rundown. How good is it in in uh, Painter? Is 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 it gonna stay a main mainstay, <laughs> which which you just promoted it to? I don't know. Like some people are saying they don't like it. I've played one league and I trophied, and it was very good there. I've had some people come back from the energy and stuff where they played, and they said it was very good, and they always wanted to draw it. It does suffer in some matchups. I think we might see a big trend to go towards lands and depths and stuff, as we said, to kind of combat it. But then I think kind of like control decks will just enjoy that format so i think it's just very very good it's like kind of uh, to fairy power level i guess like so, so you're basically saying it's like too early to call but it looks so. like it's gonna stay in, in painter in painter i don't know i really don't know my gut reaction now is it probably won't oh uh, it won't actually yeah. okay okay yeah i think painter has so much good removal already that it's not worth Mm-hmm. Um, having to fetch Badlands against... Because it's good against Wasteland decks, and it's good against decks that you want Magus, like Death Shadow, for example, or like a lot of the Underground Sea decks, whereas like Bowmaster is pretty good against them as well there. But I don't know, Fury is like so good at doing what Bowmaster does as well. So it's not like a thing that we need. It just makes 
us even better against X1 creatures, which we were very good against already. So, yeah, this is my instinct, but the power of the card is pretty undeniable. So it could be one of these things where it goes in and out of the deck as the format changes and things. Because I'm already kind of on black because I really like the sideboard shield residicts and the Nihil Spellbomb. And obviously Chaos Defile, you don't need black for that. So it's kind of like, quote unquote, almost free. But then the cost of having to fetch black against... Um, matchups where you would want to get basics is quite a big cost so yeah we'll see it's, it's just really good so it's, it's very early days it's hard to tell because a lot of the reports are people saying it's great because the card is so strong but fury is a hell of a card as well so so uh-huh. is basic mountain so we'll see <laughs> okay okay yeah actually that's that's probably not that many decks that can actually play fury and bowmasters in the same deck because mm-hmm. most of the like Grixis decks and stuff they play bowmasters they don't really have the red counter support fury so they they auto like default into bowmasters yeah but in painter we can actually do both because they all want the the blue cards for force of will to go along with it as well it's hard to support so much pitch without like going into gold cards mm, okay mm. makes sense so here's another card we talked about last time the one ring we i've actually seen it sometimes in painter sideboards when people were playing Karn, like a lot of lists I saw on the weekend, there were like tons of tournaments. Like we, we won't even be able to get into like all of them. But they people adopted that. That's what you did on Magic Online for, for a while now with the two Karns. And some of them actually put the one ring in the sideboard. Have you tried that out? I haven't. It costs about a bajillion tickets online and oh, managers don't have it. <laughs> so my I don't like the idea of Karning for it just because like getting full mana and then getting a fair card off Khan has never appealed to me. Like Khan is kind of a anti-combo card in a way. And it's just like the passive is so good. And liquid metal coding is basically all I've found that Khan needs to be good in fair matchups. And like against Delvey, he just gets like bolted and attacked down. So it's just a bad card there. And against control, like you just get back your painters and grindstones that were swords and prismatic ending and if you don't have them you just get the coating to start killing their land so like getting a thing that draws cards doesn't feel like it's needed but so so i don't know where to land on the ring because as i said before about painters like, i wanted to try a blood moon heavy list if bow masters and underground seas are going to be everywhere and blood moons love more fast mana and the ring is crazy powerful like this card is messed up powerful but i i'm kind of struggling to see it doing crazy things in legacy like um, just just yeah. because the power level at four mana in colorless colors is like so high already uh it did some really cool things in the mystic forge deck that cherry x-man played in mana traders and there is potential there but i think that deck is already very strong and this probably makes it better definitely i think it's an upgrade but mm-hmm. i don't think the deck is like that much better that it's going to go to like tier one it's still weak to the same things right it's still weak to like some well-timed force of vigors or null rod and stuff so the run ring is probably going to make decks that have powerful cyber cards against it better but people can beat it if they want is where i kind of fall yeah pretty much i think i think like the one ring is is mostly like um like a modern staple i want to say at this yeah, point absolutely. Yeah, I, very much. I, like i think like this morning i, I saw an very interesting um tweet by yuta takahashi who oh, is um sad. dude it was it was really really <laughs> sad right like because he, he wrote like jace is my jace the mind sculptor is my most favorite card however due to the one ring i realized that jace has finally become a card of the past um yeah and then he He's says wrong, the same thing right? in japanese again and mm-hmm. like you know like you see like the both cards next to each other and like he he's kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> the wondering is just I don't know. Like it, it draws it draws it draws cards, multiple cards. Like the one life loss doesn't really matter, especially in modern because you have a lot of life gain, mm. and um and like the protection from everything is just like so so good because like the ring really doesn't do much, right? Like it doesn't it doesn't kill anything or 
or something like that but it gives you like the shield for the one it, turn you're tapped out yeah it makes maddening hex fall off that's actually pretty awesome because you have protection from maddening hex itself oh my gosh like dude like does does this kill like the the mono black curse deck in legacy (laughs) probably it's like (laughs) yeah absolutely but like jokes aside like i i kind of thought about adding the one ring to legacy doomsday um what 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 yeah dude like it's not it's not completely it's just a rough idea a really rough idea but I, f- I figured maybe, because you run so many rituals, like you can ritual out the one ring uh, against control maybe. And um, play and like you can maybe like out control the control deck because you just keep drawing more <laughs> cards. And again, like, you know, I haven't really figured out completely, but it like also the, in the line of text where you get protection from everything, that's also like really spicy, like maybe after Doomsday. And... Um, I, I you like know. how you like you make your pile and then you immediately draw to all of the cards of the pile. Like, give me all <laughs> five of them, sure. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> you Doomsday players are weird. You just love cards that make you lose life. Like you oh, should play okay. Shadow. <laughs> did you like the guys did like did you check out my my, my, my last um Doomsday list? That was wild, dude. Like no. not only had it like the um a Night's Whisper in it and like all the cyclers and Thartis <laughs> and the Shockland, but it also ran um a cruel bargain. <laughs> oh yes, I did see oh, that. I saw yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Dude, that card is just real heavy. They get like Delver, and they're just like they they keep a hand of like six dude. lands and a bolt, and it's just an auto win against you. Oh, dude, they keep one <laughs> land and one bolt. Yeah, and yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're but, not a, you're not efficient enough if you like end the game at more than one life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there, one something... life, no permanence. Yeah, there's something about me just losing life. I don't know. <laughs> but, but seriously, <laughs> like I love the idea of the one. Like when when you think about like at nauseam tendrils, like that's I mean. Yeah, it's around, I guess that's the best way I can put it. Like, these kind of decks, couldn't they literally just, like, throw the one ring in there? Like like you mentioned for Doomsday, because they also, like, they play rituals. Some of them play, even play, like, Cabal ritual. I, I could right. see it. Yeah, like, you know, it, it is really good um, before the combo, because obviously you want to draw cards and have more setup. But then even, like, for a deck like Doomsday, you know, even after... Or, like, even for Storm, if, if you... Let's say like, you fizzle, for example, because you, I don't know, your combo just didn't work out you can like easily rebuild after and you also oh, get a bunch of life of the, with... because of the protection for a turn right uh yeah or like you can also like midi tendril to opponent you know just gain a bunch of life and then draw even more cards with the one ring and do it all again you know <laughs> maybe I, th- I think another but... shell where it could be very very good is like black scam where you it obviously combos very well with uh what's she called shieldred like you know dr- losing life drawing cards gains the life back um, it, pretty it, awesome. it, it plays dark ritual ancient tomb so you just get to power it out quicker you can play grief and reanimate to like clear the way to get out there and now we have bow masters as well as a good addition to the deck i think i could see like yeah mono black decks just slamming four rings in there or something yeah <laughs> so like so, so to all the listeners like this sounds all, like this every this all sounds really um appealing and interesting but like please understand that the one ring like in in my opinion the one ring is like a solid tier below oakish bowmaster so this is more like a fun card uh which might yeah. be interesting here and there but oh this is gonna be a soundbite for our like end of year episode <laughs> <laughs> oh no like, dude. like two years from now when the wandering has been has been banned from pretty much every format like the bowmaster has been like reprinted into the crown because nobody wants them but, like can you believe kai used to say that oh my god <laughs> it might happen nice yeah. nice episode yeah. 150 <laughs> It just like plays so well with Ancient Tomb, right? You just, yeah, yeah. It. it really does. It really, so, really does. Yeah, I didn't actually think of it in Black Scam Stompy decks until a second ago when you were talking about Dark Richling out, and I was like, oh, that actually makes quite a lot of sense. Like, is it better than Khan though? Like, Khan's passive is so. I strong. think it's better than Khan. 
Yeah. It does different things. Yeah, but like the, the passive ability is just undeniably good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that's like a give and take here. I mean, Khan is good against the ring. If the ring's everywhere, then Khan gets good. <laughs> the one, like, Khan should actually be one, yeah. like, carrying the ring to Mount Doom Holy because fuck. he's immune to his, to his <laughs> powers. Uh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like this mono, mono null rod format. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Khan, so Khan needs to, to be the ring bearer, you need to liquid metal coating target Khan so he becomes an artifact. Then he pluses on himself so he becomes a creature. Then you can play a, a thing that tempts the ring so Khan can be your ring bearer for a turn. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, and then we did you, it. You, you turn the <laughs> ring into an equipment. Actually, how is the ring not an equipment? We uh, did, guys. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. they, they should have printed like a second copy of it. It's like I don't know, the second version. Like they, they also have like multiple versions of like Aragon and everybody. They, they should have like the, the ring, ring tempts you thing. Like that mechanic is like it's an equipment in a way. I have to admit, I actually. I still don't know what that does. Remember when you said like you will eat something if if like the dungeons <laughs> ever works out, like uh, the Ender City and everything. Hey, I I ate my hat. I, oh, you you might have actually. I don't know. <laughs> but the ring the ring taps you is kind of similar. Like it has five stages, and every time you play a card or get an effect that says the ring tempts you, you go to the next one. But they're a lot lot more powered down than uh, the initiative. They're like the first one is creatures with greater power can't block it. The second one is whenever your ring bearer attacks you loot. Third is Whenever your ring bearer becomes blocked, each blocking creature is sacrificed at the end of combat. The fourth is... Maybe there's only four. I'm forgetting. <laughs> and then the last one is whenever it deals combat damage to a player, they lose three life. Oh, I thought like a, a volcano would come up and every, yeah. everybody dies. Or I something. might be missing yeah. one and listeners at okay. home are ripping out their hair. Okay. But yeah. yeah, the only other, by the way, the only other deck where I actually saw the ring in action was I think I watched Anorak stream like one of his like control abominations <laughs> where he had like, I think like three or four copies of the one ring. And it looked okay. Uh, I, I gotta admit, I didn't really watch enough to really come to a conclusion there, but I guess that's like one of those natural decks where you would think. I think it it's good work. because he was already playing Delightful Halfling. So Delightful Halfling is the one where it taps for a colorless mana. It's a, it's a green for a 1-2, taps for a colorless. Deli Delighted Halfling. Delighted Halfling, sorry. And uh, it can tap for a mana of any color and to cast legendary spells. And if it's legendary, it can't be counted. So the one ring is legendary. So it can cast an uncountable one ring. It sounds like the modern deck I was doing commentary on on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, they they play the same thing. So the the five color elemental is the things they just play delighted halflings into like to fairies and whatever's mm -hmm. and nissas and then the wandering as well. Yeah, very cool. In very modern fun. looked really impressive. Like in, in modern, it looked so good. I was actually wondering whether it's like one of the top tier decks in the format. Obviously, yeah, rhinos. Like everything I've it gathered is. from like doing the commentary, like rhinos seems completely busted still. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the one ring like four color elementals whatever this deck that, that seemed so good especially since you also get to play the halfling yeah i think right. that's one of the bigger winners of this set yeah like you gotta be a little careful with um, with the elementals like modern because um maybe you guys remember like how how dominant yorion was in modern with these elementals because Leorian was like the perfect pitch card and it uh, get a lot of card advantage and you, so you could pitch like all the all the elementals you want and then recoup card advantage later and the mm. ring kind of does the same thing so uh, we gotta like watch out a little yeah. bit um, Dude, I'm, I'm always happy to, to like completely get rid of Yorian. I, I don't want to see Yorian. like I don't want to play a Yorian deck it's it's like <laughs> ugly 
don't want to like do three mana to draw cards. I played it once in paper in. and I single sleeve the deck and I'm still never going to play it again. It's, <laughs> because I... <laughs> it's just too big and annoying and dumb. And Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, on, on that note, like just last thing about modern, I saw um, Yorgmoth won the challenge yesterday or is today Monday? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And, but it's playing Delighted Halfling, four Delighted Halfling, four Orcish Bowmasters and f- uh, three or four One Rings. And like it's it's Lord of the Rings, Yogmoth, pretty cool. I delighted halfway <laughs> making uncountable Yogmoths is pretty good as oh, well. Oh, Yogmoth is basically like Sauron, right? Uh, yeah, in a way. yeah, kind <laughs> of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like lore wise, he, he's the closest we have to Sauron. Yeah, I will say that deck also plays four Grist, and I think that's something I want to explore in Legacy. Delighted Halfling into uncountable Grist is crazy powerful. Mm-hmm, Grist mm-hmm. is insane. Uh, so she's like had this amazing fit in um, Cradle Control. But I think she should be seeing play in other decks. It's just an incredible card. And just going halfling into her is, is so yeah. good. Yeah. So we'll see. Gives me another reason to maybe build Yagmoth. Like when I was doing the commentary, like I saw the Yagmoth like in action. Yeah. And you, you remember like when I was playing Modern at the Four Seasons in our team, I lost to Javier Dominguez's deck when one of his teammates was playing Yagmoth. And it was like... I felt completely overwhelmed with everything they could do at any point. And to me, I want to be the guy who does that. And I want to learn and I want to be like the person who who passes the turn and like the, the other players shitting their, their, their pants because they don't <laughs> just like they just don't know what I'm capable of. It sounds like a super villain thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it cool. Yeah, so Yagmoth, an amazing deck. Delighted Halfling, very, very cool. Like a, a mana dog you can actually play that makes that works even in the face of uh, Renin 6, which I guess otherwise is pretty dominant in Modern. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's pretty cool. Um, is this, I think that's one more card I can't remember that we want to talk about, right? Yes. So I got to come clean. Like, so I when you suggested we talk about this last episode, I was like, eh, I don't know. I'll, let's humor him. Uh, this card is fourth Aerlingus, and holy shit, was I wrong? This card is so good. I will say I thought that you sacrificed the tokens end of turn when we were the whole last oh. episode <laughs> so and then i saw someone cast it and i was like wait is that a bug they didn't sacrifice the end of turn so fourth elingus is um i'll just explain what it does because it's not like super known not as well known as orcish bowmasters so it's red white and x you create x22 red human knight creature tokens with trample and haste and you don't sacrifice them in a turn and uh whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to one or more players this turn you become the monarch so this card was pitched as like, uh, you know, you play a one drop like a Delver or a DRC, and then you play this and you get the Monarch turn two, which is powerful, but it's hard to build around that kind of thing because you're not always going to have that curve and your opponent could have a removal spell or a counter spell. But I really underestimated the creating creature tokens because, yeah, you keep them. And that is crazy powerful. So like even just think of it as like a, a three mana two two haste to get the Monarch or like a four mana four four, like, but split across the bodies as well. It's very hard to like get it back. So if your opponent has one blocker then you make three you can attack with two keep one back as a blocker as well it's very good at getting and protecting the monarch uh, it's, this is a crazy mana sink as well and so where we've seen it come up is initiative as julian highlighted in the last episode where you have this huge mana sink and it's just kind of game ending there it's so powerful and you have cards like solitude and fury to help protect the monarch and then we saw it in jessica delva so there was like mumblings in discords that i saw of people like trying it out 
And then again, I was thinking, what, but you sacrificed the tokens. This, this can't be good. <laughs> but kind of was like, no, we're shooting it down. Like every, every card that doesn't say you do not sacrifice it at the end of turn, kind of was like, oh, you, you have to sacrifice a creature every turn, right? It, it's just like a dice of, I don't know, starvation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like one of these classic cards where you make tokens with haste and they die and then turn. That's true. That's true. It's like a ball lightning effect, right? Right, or, or right. Or waylay or something. Yeah, yeah. We, we had those before. But this card is crazy to Mystic Sanctuary back. That, oh, is, yeah, dude. that is the that's, source. That is so, pretty disgusting, actually. Yeah. So I think this card I, is, I think is actually incredible. And I think we're going to see it in Delver. I think we're going to see it in Control. Any mid-range decks, it's, the power level is crazy. So I ordered four today. I said about you guys. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I ordered five. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, you're, only, you're only allowed four because it's called fourth. One up again. Yeah. By the way, by the way, we gotta correct that because I was completely wrong. Uh, this, this, um, oh yeah, Erlingus. That's actually not a horse, but actually that's a <laughs> reference to the highest king of the like, Rohan people or something. And Erlingus are, is, is, from what I understand, like a word for the for the people of Rohan. Nice. We but got, it's not we a got horse. Corrected by five <laughs> people. I guess one of the horses probably also an Erlingus or something. But can, can we just like keep calling it like Erlingus, which is like the 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 airplane. Uh, yeah, from from Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, it's just much easier to pronounce. So they're the fourth incarnation of that company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, jokes aside, what's your impression of the card, both of you? Uh, so I saw it actually in play at the NFC series when Theo Young played it in, yeah. uh, well, I guess we call it Patriot Java, Cheska Java, Blue White Red Java, and he played three copies of it. And we, we actually ended up doing an interview with him because he won his round against, against Doomsday. And he said, yeah, the like the two-mana mode where you play like turn one creature, turn two this, does come up every now and then. It's like the, the main application. But you can certainly use it, especially if you're like pretty sure that the opponent is not going to have removal on your creature because that's like the worst case, right? You play turn one driver, you play turn two this for X equals zero, and then they kill your driver and you're like, this does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he used it against Doomsday on the second turn and Doomsday actually ended up force filling it, which yeah. already tells me, okay, this is... This is I, I figured he might actually side it out against Doomsday, but now he kept it in. That's really interesting because I like f from like, how I play Doomsday, like I usually never try to drag the game um versus delva like, I, I try to end like almost asap to to a point where you know they might have like a trigger or two but then they drew like one or two cards for two mana which is okay yeah yeah hmm. that's what i was thinking right that's also why, why i was feeling like maybe you started out but no he he was actually pretty high on it and he he enjoyed it quite a bit he also oh. mentioned that it does come up that you do it for like x equal one x equal two sometimes or as Callum mentioned, right in the late game with uh, Mystic Sanctuary, it's basically a knockout punch once you get get to like a little more lands. It's just like too much damage. Interestingly, it, it has haste, right? So against Doomsday, I was figuring, you know, maybe you can completely <laughs> blow them out there. They they, they pass the turn, they they feel they're oh, pretty gosh. safe, and then now no no, there's a bunch dude, of force riders. Dude, there are already like a few nightmare scenarios in my head. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you die into the Rohan horse, oh, no, and it's the horse. Damn it. Yeah. What what do you two think of this in control, like Mystic Sanctuary based control, either four color or uh, like just guy? Or basically like like, like an Entreat the Angels yeah. pseudo card. Absolutely. Yeah, except that this card is is not like defensive, right? Like you like you ha you have to attack. Uh, but it, it, it can be. You can just like pay five mana to make six, three two twos mm -hmm. and stuff. Oh sure, yeah, you, you can do that. But yeah. maybe you know, maybe it's okay because like control decks these days have really like shifted towards like you know like Minskin Boo things where yeah you gotta attack your opponent anyway. 
and also oh, like be a plus one of the tokens and also paste. like dude like, <laughs> all, like creating tokens in an environment with stuff um stuff of the storyteller is also pretty pretty well. pretty, yeah. pretty pretty exciting i think yeah with staff it's it only triggers it once depending on how many you make but like that's a very good synergy as well yeah so staff plus um i don't know if you even play saga then because you need it's, to have support mr like, sanctuary almost but... like yeah token control yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get <laughs> some honestly, intangible yeah. virtues in there <laughs> honestly I, I don't really see it in control i don't know it's just yeah. like for for like three and four mana it's uh, it, it doesn't really excite me like i think if i play like three or four mana in control i want more and i can very much see the scenarios right where it, it actually scales so hard scripts. like it does scale so hard in the end yeah. game but a lot of times i think that's that can be even more kind of but it's like it's a card that does something at three mana and then scales crazy i'm thinking it like doesn't one, really do one something of... at three mana sorry to interrupt you doesn't yeah, yeah. does really do something at three mana then, because so. that, that's my gripe i have the card and like a control mirror like haste attacker they should attack them if they tap out for a teferi or a Narset, you just get the monarch and then they struggle to get it back right i mean that, that I mean, that's the the dream scenario right actually but you like, don't get the monarch in that case if you attack the planeswalker no no no. you attack them and then they have a planeswalker and you have a right. creature in the monarch Ah, uh, okay, okay. It's, it's, it's not even the dream scenario. Like, if, if they have mana up, you don't cast it. I'm, I'm thinking of the floor. Like, not even dream scenario at all. Um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking also as, like, a one or two of in the deck. Not, like, three or four of. But, I don't know. I see potential there. Yeah, I mean, we shall see. Yeah. Cool. One other note is uh, it funnily makes the mana so much better in initiative because it's now a, a two-color card for Chrome Mox. It's, that's, like, a really legit upside. So, yeah, it's quite funny. Oh, gosh. Anyway, we shall see anyway. with this one. Should we should we go and like take a quick look at well there's like five hundred different big tournaments that have, by the way can we take a, a moment and say like hey how how our life is legacy this is yes. actually crazy is I've I was surprised by like just I know I was watching stuff all weekend and I was out as well and you were commentating but there was so much legacy this weekend it, yeah it's amazing <laughs> yeah even just like to give you people like a, a very quick overview there was like the 5k energy series in chicagoland then i think the week before there was the scg con in baltimore there were well okay four legacy challenges as they usually are there um there was the uh, the mana traders as well right which yep. somehow i miss every every single month i think it, like do they have like monthly legacy tournaments or is it like only legacy it's every once monthly, in a while? monthly but different formats so like oh last that's one why was i keep missing it pioneer or modern and they haven't done legacy in a while so this one was legacy where you need to go like seven one or six one or like uh some percentage positive you, you have to, to basically qualify. qualify for the swiss right that's yeah how it works. yeah exactly is it hard? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. No. You just like kind of queue into random people and no, you can you can qualify if you want. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I'm happy that you put so much trust into me. <laughs> well, I'm talking to Kai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Julian's like a different thing. Actually, yeah, I, yeah. I, I believe I actually played in one of them like a many, many moons. I think I might have even commentated one of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dude, that's just like yeah. way too many tournaments. This is so hard to, to yeah. just like keep track. But by the way, once again, big, big shout out to the energy crew. Like I've been commentating those tournaments for quite a long time. And when I started out commentating them, it was just like this random thing. Like Charles had messaged me and he was like, hey, do you want to do this? And I, I didn't even realize that this would grow into what it is today because like they sold out for the modern event at like over 300 players. And I'm pretty sure the legacy event was also kept and pretty much sold out. Like there's so much demand in the Midwest. And Amazing. at this point, like there's, you, you remember like when SHG when people were like, hey, can you come to the West Coast? Can you come to this place? This is already happening for energy too. Like people are like, hey, can you come here? Can you come there? And I just love the enthusiasm oh, and also That's like the, awesome. the ambition. Like there's even like more stuff behind the scenes that we're working on that we will be able to showcase. 
And just like looking at the numbers, we had one of the best weekends viewer-wise. We even had more people watching Legacy at some point. Like I think we had like double the amount, like 50% more the amount of, of unique viewers or something for Legacy, which I guess is part of because we played the, the modern finals first. So we got all the modern people and then we played Legacy. But this is just like, I, I want this to grow everywhere. And I, I know it takes time but what what uh they have grown in the midwest there this is completely insane and if you live anywhere close you should definitely come to the energy events mm-hmm. hashtag not sponsored by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not yet <laughs> but it is great i mean i'm so happy to have some legacy to watch legacy sundays is back hopefully yeah yeah it's really it, that's the whole feeling if you weren't around back then that's that's literally what it is legacy sundays like you just chill relax uh, and if you don't play, you can literally just sit back and, and uh, watch some really, really good magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the, should we go through some results? How did it play out? Yeah, so we got a top eight, a pretty diverse top eight from what I can see. We also had a lot of interesting decks in throughout the entire tournament. Actually, let me start out by a non-top eight deck, and that's 13th place, Aaron wilson Wright. And she played what's called Creative Technique, or as it's known on the Source, Mississippi River. We talk a lot about like how the Source is kind of dead. This deck actually originated on the Source. I think um, R- Rationalist or something is, is the name of the, 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 the poster. And Rationalist last year created this deck, Mississippi River. And I was pushing really hard behind the scenes in round two that we featured this, because Aaron had won her first round. And I didn't know how deep she would go, right? So I was like, you know, in the early rounds, we can showcase interesting stuff. So Mm -hmm. please, 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 let's show this creative technique deck because this is literally something you cannot see anywhere else. You cannot see it on Magic Online because the card creative technique is not on Magic Online. But the deck exists, as we can tell, like Aaron doing (laughs) with it. And I'm not even aware of any other tournaments showcasing this deck so this might actually be the first time that we've seen this on paper and boy this is do you want to tell us what creative technique does and how the deck works it plays your deck yeah (laughs) and and we're done thanks for listening everyone (laughs) that's literally (laughs) what it says now so yeah creative technique it's a sorcery from an obscure set i I don't even know what it is something yeah, yeah, Commander Horizons. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> Commander Horizons. <laughs> <laughs> it's a um, four colorless and a red sorcery. Shuffle your library, then reveal cards from the top of it until you reveal a non-land card. Exile or exile that card and put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. You may cast the exile card without paying its mana cost. So first of all, that's that's I, I guess what, what do we call that? Like uh, polymorph, but for for like any kind of spell. But we need, don't need to show. Yeah, I, I'm already making it more complicated. Anyway, you reveal <laughs> cards until you find a card that's not on the end, and then you play it. You cast it, and it has demonstrate. Demonstrate is like an obscure keyword. I've never seen that anywhere before. When you cast this, you may copy the spell, and if you do, your opponent also gets a copy. So all of a sudden, it's like three times on the stack and two of those belong to you. And I've seen the craziest builds of the stack where it basically like then steals the opponent's copy, but that's not really required because we we really only just started. This thing costs five mana. You then start revealing from the top of your library and the only stuff that you can hit are creatures with, with Cascade that cost more than Creative Technique. So I think like your your top end is like they're, oh, they're no. completely obscure cards like Annihilate the Universe or something. I, I don't even remember. That's a 40k card. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. But the ones people would know is like Maelstrom Wanderer. Maelstrom Wanderer. Yeah, that, that, that's a really good one because oh, that's also like... classic, yeah. Yeah, yeah that has like Cascade and Haste, which is uh, important. That's also like... Important. It's kind of funny how we go from, I think it's actually not called Annihilate, like Destroy the Universe or something, something like that. I remember and then now. we go to like Boarding Party, which is just like random 
pirates with Cascade. So what is happening? Since we, we are casting the card that we find, Cascade triggers. Then we Cascade into, like, ideally one mana cost lower and lower and lower. We keep going all the way down. And as it turns out, Creative Technique is our lowest mana cost in the entire deck among the spells. So once Creative Technique has resolved and all the Cascade has been done, you arrive at another Creative Technique, which you can then demonstrate and copy again and do all of that again. And if you have, like, Maelstrom Wonder or somewhere in between, you literally end up with, like, 100 power or something in play. And there's also, like, a bonus of Emrakul. Like, if you randomly hit an Emrakul of Creative Technique, you can't Cascade into it, but you can Creative Technique into it. You also get Emrakul <laughs> and an extra turn, which you probably won't even need because you have, like, haste and, like, so much power in play. Uh, while your opponent, like, your opponent also gets the Creative Technique, so they hopefully, I don't know, they get, like, what, what do people play these? Like, Sakura, Trimander, Ponda. Oh, Teferi would be the worst, yeah, because that yeah. basically ends it. Oh, and okay. yeah, that's you. But notably, because of like it copying it, it's very good against Force of Will just natively because it puts two copies on the stack. So they need to have double counter. Yeah. Imagine if your your show and tell had Storm, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, yeah. Uh, sensei, sensei, I got a question. So, like, how how do you not die before you resolve this five mana spell? You guys gotta pray. Like, you sit back, you. <laughs> Like, all of your lands are basically shock lands. Like, you know, you, and not shock, like, uh, soul lands. You got, like, Ancient Tomb. You got City of Traders. You got these um, uh, Hic Hickory lands. Woodwork or something. You got, uh, uh, yeah, Sack lands. Like, the really old Sack lands. The ones oh, we invasion. The, oh, the, yeah, the ones we saw in two mana. Oh, the ones we saw in, uh, in Hypergenesis decks. Back in the day. No? Like, the no, ones that come at the you're, you're, th you're thinking about, yeah, like, yeah, the no. invasion Sack lands. yeah. Yeah, that, okay. at least they are not a thing anymore, I guess, at least not in the, the version that I saw. But there's like these depletion okay. lands that cut, like um, from Acadia Masks as Suppressant Scary or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh -huh. kind of stuff. So you literally only need to make like three land drops. So you can do this on the third turn and we've seen Aaron do this plenty of times on the third turn. It also gets to play some interactions as Otwara and Besaju. Oh, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. actually pretty neat, yeah. 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 So Aaron, I thought was could could be like a flash in a pan or something. Uh, this performance because I mean the deck you need to keep creative technique. Uh, otherwise, there's only one other way to get creative technique, and I only realized that while commentating. And I just remembered as I mentioned it right now because you actually don't need to keep creative technique. You can just like cast any of your six mana mm -hmm. or seven or eight mana spells, and then you cascade back. Into your whole deck technique. is your combo card. Your whole <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the deck is actually quite strong. It's my first instinct was like it does some crazy stuff, but once people know how to play against it, it'll be easier. But it's actually very hard to play against it, right? Like you know yeah. what? Like the, like um, this is like the, actually the very very first time like see, seeing all this, and it pretty much reminds me of like the old Garuda deck in Legacy, where you have a lot of like soul lands, LEDs, and stuff like that, and and then you always um, find the the Garuda because it's yeah. your companion. And then mm -hmm. you, you combo off. And it's kind of similar to this uh, creative technique. Because like, you really got to keep a bunch of lands. And then any spell, right? Like any spell will uh, any lead spell, you to yeah. creativity. And it plays as many of like the six drops with Cascade as it can. <laughs> God, dude, imagine those opening hands. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about them. <laughs> I've, I, I've played against this deck once in paper. And I've got like, a really mean story. I was playing... It was at an LLM and I was playing Green White Initiative and I just had Turn 1, Arkham of Ameria, both games. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Very but, much GG. So I, we finished the game and my opponent didn't cast a single thing, obviously. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? What are you playing? And he showed it to me. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even... I forgot this was a thing. God, that's brutal. Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. 
<laughs> my experience okay. was easier. By the anyway. way, guys, we are not even done yet. I, I, I still need to keep going about the stack because this stack is not only what it shows in the main deck. Like, it has another crazy combo on the sideboard that actually I had to figure that out live on stream, and I'm actually kind of proud of that, that I managed to figure that out because it's not quite Let's easy see if to Kai understand. and I can work it out. Tell us the cards. And... Okay, uh, well, uh, you know Chibat's trickery? Yeah. Okay, but the, the, the audience might not. Okay, so okay. Chibat's trickery is one red for an instant, and you exile a spell, and then you, like, uh, you roll a dice, and it's like one, two, or three do different things. Go on, tell us, please. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I'm going to break it down because there are, there's a couple of things that don't really matter, like you roll a dice and you mill yourself for that, it doesn't really matter. So it says counter target spell. Then exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell. You may cast that card without, well, they may cast that card, but in this case you, because your spell gets countered, uh, without paying its mana cost. So that's see what's trickery. And now we got Throws of Chaos. Oh yeah, Throws of Chaos is like three in a red for just Cascade, and it has, uh, you can flashback it. Re it has Retrace, re where you discard a yeah. land, and then you can cast yeah. it. Yeah. So what's the idea here? So the idea here is you're probably going to play, so you'll you'll retrace into it, or you'll play Tibot's Trickery. You probably side out... Wait, 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 wait. You, you play Tibot's Trickery, what do you counter? You counter a... Do, 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 something cheap, I'm trying to think. Does it have some zero drops? But you, you can't put zero drops in this deck. I'm trying to think. You okay. can't put anything into a deck that costs less than creative technique. This is fun. Kai, help me out. Wait, wait. So, so, <laughs> so, like, it I, I, probably like, only dude, works if you put up the card dude, because it's I, actually complicated. I, yeah, I, I just got the Throws of Chaos and Tibble Trickery on screen. So Throws of Chaos is literally just a four mana sorcery that cascades and has retrace. And that's all, all the card does. Yeah. Okay, but do you, wait. Do you have like more copies of Emrakul and you side everything else out? No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, it, it's only those two cards that matter right now. Okay. That's the, and I mean the, the main deck. Um, okay. And you're saying like th those two cards are, are in the sideboard? Yeah, and you bring those in together. They're, they're a package. They're a package? Yeah. Okay, so I assume that you table trigger your Throws of Chaos, and then you retrace it? No. Holy shit. Okay, you, you, you want me to help you out? Because this is kind of cool. Kai was pretty close. Mm. So this is basically giving you a way to continuously cast... Um, uh, now, now I missed the creative technique to continuously cast creative technique every single turn. Because how it works is you get the throws of chaos either in your hand or in your graveyard. So this is but this is against the control deck, I right? See, so you can I keep see. going. You cast the throws of chaos. It's on the stack. Then you cascade. The only thing you can cascade into is Tibalt's trickery. So now you cast Tibalt's trickery. You counter your own throws of chaos. Mm-hmm. And then you keep revealing cards from the top until you hit a different card, so you cannot hit another Throws of Chaos. And then that's going to be Technique or something that cascades into it. Exactly. You either hit a, another oh. Cascader or Technique, and then you go. So your opponent has to counter, like, multiple times. They have Every to counter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, technically, they only need to counter your your Throws of uh, your T-Bats Trickery, I would guess, because it doesn't shuffle back into the library. But that alone means that they have to, like, counter two more things. And is, is, there one, right. is there one Trickery in the sideboard? That's two triggers. So technically, you couldn't hit another trickery, but yeah. I mean, it's super unlikely you hit the second trickery before you hit a cascader. Yeah. I mean, you, you probably never want to draw it, right? Uh, the, yeah, you don't really want to draw the T bar trickery. I mean, well, the idea is to have two, is in case you do draw one, right? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Right. But man, like, <laughs> like, like, like the retrace mechanic is also crazy, crazy strong. That's like a built-in Mystic Sanctuary almost. <laughs> like you just, you just, you just do it again and again. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, is very, very, really very good. smart sideboard. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. Like big, big, big brain. Hats and then you actually, you also have an actual counter spell in the sideboard, which is a mirror shell crap. And that's one <laughs> yes. of those, like, yeah, one of those channel cards. It's actually seven mana for a five, seven, four, three. Doesn't really matter. And it has channel two mana, uh, two colorless and a blue discard mirror shell crap counter target spell uh, or ability. Unless it's controller pace, my eyes are not good enough. For, uh, three. Okay, mana yeah. leak. Man mana leak yeah. on abilities too. Yeah. Oh, I played this yeah. in Painter. It's so sick. Okay. Oh, you actually did, I remember. Yeah, I trophied with it as well. It's an artifact. You count something, then you weld it in. Yeah, and, and, and hear me out. Like, Aaron was actually going all the way until the last round. I think she was, like, in sixth place. Uh, she mm. was playing on table three in the last round. She could not draw. She was up against Raja. Raja is, like, the reigning... Um, championship like the energy championship winner like he's he's the person on the he's series the, the crusher yeah 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 and he was playing black red reanimator and unfortunately we didn't really get to see the match but i guess black red reanimator can be somewhat awkward because if you demonstrate he might actually be able to cascade uh, he, like to reveal something that matters it's not super likely because also if he like reveals i don't know like a random faith of looting doesn't really matter and you don't have to demonstrate but overall, I would guess that's not like the best kind of matchup because they can also like kill you pretty quickly and you have like little interaction. But overall, like big shout outs to Aaron. That was amazing. I love to see her go this deep into the tournament. Almost top 18. Can you imagine? Like the card is already sold out in energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, or nice. maybe maybe they reloaded after this weekend because they needed more. Yeah, just getting it yeah. in. That's awesome, dude. Like, yeah. I, like, yeah. Like, do we know who, ca who came up with this idea? So the, the player on the source who, revealed, who made the threat literally last year is called, I think, Rationalist, and he called it Mississippi River. Okay, just yeah, big shout outs. This is in mm -hmm. insane. Like, you know, I, I, like, I'm not smart enough for this deck, honestly. And like, dude, yeah. holy, holy dude, I, I was like, I was trying to convince the, the rest of the coverage team that we put her on screen. As I was like on my second screen, actually Googling how the combo works, because I only like <laughs> knew parts of it. Like I was trying to figure it out as I was explaining why we need to put this on screen. And I was actually kind of happy because she, she got to do it twice and it literally worked the way we expected it to. Nice. But like all the coverage team basically agreed like, yeah, it's cool to show it once, but we definitely don't want to show this twice because this is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the energy um, uh, 5k Chicago land. In the top eight, the winner, we got Win Tom playing the coverage set like Golgari Control. Uh, I call it Artisan Order, or Artisan Control. It's not even Control, okay, whatever. What's this weird obsession with like, Legacy calling everything Control? Cradle Control, Newton Elves, uh, whatever you want. It's basically like a Golgari midrange deck. Uh, you've all seen it, I believe. I think that the only change that really made it different was the three Orcish Bowmasters, right? From what I yeah. see here. Pretty much, but you know, it, it, like, you, with, with so many tutor effects, like, you have more, more orcish bone masses than, uh, on paper. Yes. Yeah, so, feed artisan finding it, of course, and then, like, it's extra bodies for cradle, extra bodies to sack to, to, uh, grist. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. You got two bodies for cradle. That's actually yeah. cool. Yeah. And grist. It's so good. It's, it's, it's basically yeah. for free. It's basically for free. <laughs> it's basically yeah. Free. Uh, yeah. You, 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 you can just ban them all foes into the black mana. <laughs> oh, that's Voidrat Stronghold in that. Okay, I haven't seen Voidrat Stronghold in a while in that Yeah, deck. that one's bad, I'm gonna yeah, say. Yeah, that card, unfortunately, <laughs> like, still belongs into a commander deck, unfortunately. Sorry, but... Win. I, yeah, I gotta say, you must just love the card. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only thing, like, I, I never liked about Voidrat Stronghold is, like, it's so flavorful, but then it doesn't produce black mana. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Come on. If it did, please. then it'd be. it get a pass, maybe, just. Mm. But, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a sweet card. Uh, in Nick fit with Phyrexian Tower and like there was right. a remember but old Grixis control where the, the only win cons were snapcasters and strixes 
on my goblin's friends Marcelo, he had like two Volra strongholds in the sideboard as goblins, and he was just like, if you have stronghold and cavern, and you draw a Mog War Marshal, Grixis can never beat that combo. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, not even joking, it couldn't. So yeah. In the anyway. first game, they, they literally couldn't, right? They can never no. get past you. No. <laughs> So there, there we go. Oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. You know, this is like the little bit of legacy <laughs> trivia that I, that I live yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so awesome. cool. Yeah. Then we, we got a couple more decks. We got like Dustin Heidegger on Blue Black Shadow, of course, playing four copies of Bowmaster. We got Chris Smith, whom we had on coverage many times, playing Mono Black Helm combo. Uh, also with, I think, like so a that is all three top or four three decks with Bowmasters. Yeah, Bowmaster all the way. Yeah. We got Kadra Aldrich, eight cast, a very popular deck on the weekend. We got Everybody's Hero, XJ Cloud on Death and Taxes. Yeah. Uh, I think he was actually first after Swiss, uh, and I think that there was another player who was also like a Death in Texas. Like I yeah. think Death in Texas was number one and two after Swiss. That's impressive <laughs> because of the the Bowmaster kind of meta. And actually, stuff. it must be Connor Maris here. Connor Maris in eighth place. Nice. Yeah, I think they were leading the field. XJ was playing Red Splash, as we said, so Magus Pyroblasts, and he had some cool ones in there. He had Comet, which he said was absolutely awful. But he likes dogs, and <laughs> <laughs> for, you you can't fault him for that. The things and, you do for dog love. <laughs> and uh, Canoptic Scarab Swarm as well, which you can recruit for, which is sick. Cause oh, yeah, that's another Warhammer 40k card, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that removes all the lands from your opponent's graveyard. Like, like, yeah, yeah, four mana for a 1-1. One, one. ETB, you remove, I think, all cards, and you make a 1-1 one, one for each land and yeah, yeah, creature yeah. that was exiled from it. it. Sounds about right. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so, so like, when and why do you use this card? It's just like, like a kind of... Uh, it's just like a, a mid-range like it's it's let's see if it hits the whole graveyard sorry uh, it hits the whole graveyard yeah of course it's like a kind of semi-graveyard hate card but like against um you know really go long uh matchups you can just make tons of things yeah. he sent me a message like in a chat saying he made 13 against some mid-range deck and it just oh, like gosh. single-handedly won it where no other card would so <laughs> yeah and i mean that those tokens are flying right so that, that, that's also a big deal Ooh, and i guess okay. you could did, just like randomly while it in and like the late game when you have like a while on four you bring this in all of a sudden you have like i don't know 10 plus and you flick everywhere but I mean, the, the also... flicker list doesn't really do all that much, right? Oh, true, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this could be like a game change. Like, if this really like hits against Delva, it could be really ugly, right? Like, oh, not yeah, against only Delva, does it, also super it resets everything on their board, and you get a bunch of one-one flyers. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. It also gives you infinite jump blockers for Merc Tide, I would guess. Oh <laughs> but yeah. But that card is too big of a problem for for DNT. Well. So, so to round out, we got Raja Suleiman, Black Red Reanimator, um, Chris DTR on Breakfast, and yeah, the already aforementioned Connor Maris on another DNT deck. So DNT thus far, Ooh. far from dead. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. By the way, I want to hi highlight one more tech. Dude, there was so much amazing stuff going on this weekend. I love this. Like, this was one of my favorite Legacy or even Magic weekends that I was just sitting at home, <laughs> not even playing in. <laughs> and that's coming from Richard Papierski. And maybe, I mean, Callum, you're always, like, very much in touch with the latest tech. I had never seen this one before. Eight cast playing Murren Spy. Yeah, so I've seen it before, but it's just not picked up at all. It's super cool. So it's Tuna Blue for a 1-3 flyer. Uh, it's from New Phyrexia. And whenever you cast an artifact spell, you may untap target creature. So this combos with Emery, basically. So you can tap Emery, target a bauble in your graveyard, you cast the bauble, and then when you cast that, you untap Emery. So with the bauble, it creates infinite draws in your opponent's upkeep. With Lotus Petal, it's infinite mana. And like that's probably most of it. But I mean, it you, you can draw immediately all of your cards with um, a spell bomb. You like need the blue a, spell bomb that, you, that draws your card. You need a mana to draw each card, though. 
Yeah, but you got infinite mana with Lotus Petal. Oh yes, fine. So if you have, yeah, yeah, <laughs> easy, good point, easy. good point. So if you have Lotus Petal, then yeah, you draw your whole deck. So I guess yeah, I didn't see you the rest of the all, show. Basically, you can also play like all the other artifacts from your graveyard, like Cap, Canonier, whatever. You literally bring all of your graveyard into play. That's like yes. an artifact. So with Lotus Petal, you'll just yeah recast your whole graveyard. Yeah, it's it's cool. I I saw him play it once on camera. I think yeah, we, we got the, the infinite combo on camera at least once. Nice, and it completely like stole the game. Yeah, I think yeah. we did it actually twice, and once uh, Rich actually had to pass the turn. So I mean, in a deck that plays four fossil fuel, you can pass the turn. I was about to say time. like one of the right. problems with old uh, Bomberman like drawing your whole deck was that like, you didn't have much interaction for there. So yeah, you kind of draw your whole deck and hope you don't die, and then you you kind of win the next turn. But here, yeah, you're going to draw into like. All but one or two of your cards you probably have three or four force of wheels to go and then you untap and kill them because you have your whole deck yeah yeah very cool cool yeah amazing tournament check out the next one and i actually i'm not oh my god the next one is actually legacy and i'm not commentating that one the next oh. energy because kai and i are in galicia and we are actually commentating impact returns so nice. definitely check out impact returns we're definitely going to put that on our twitter link to it and you'll see some very very sweet legacy and modern action on that weekend hell yeah 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 and speaking of that, there were so many more tournaments. There was like a week before there was SCGCon in Baltimore, which was taken down by Brian Corbal, Bosch and Roll, playing Cephalid Breakfast. So that deck is not dying either, is it? Nope. Nope. That deck's good. I would say I'm not sure how good Breakfast is going forward if Orcs are like as popular. Orcs oh, are yeah. very good at punishing staff, for example, like, you know, ping the 1-1 one, one when, when they draw. Uh, I played against Cephalid Breakfast once or twice in the league with Painter and like even though they didn't cast any brains oh, you, you into you can, it, yeah, it just dude. picked off the nomads yeah, you can or, machine or the cephalid. Like, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think breakfast, like the power level is just there, but I don't think it's amazingly well positioned right now. Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, one innovation, well, it's not necessarily innovation, something that uh, Brian brought back is he's playing two copies of Arms Chant. Which is basically like insurance against that, right? At that point, once you got Arms Chant or the Fairy down, the only thing that's really stopping you is Fairy Macabre. And the deck has been pretty good at making it really awkward for you to bring in Fairy Macabre in the first place. Like every time I do that, I feel so bad about it because then I end up losing to like your oh, side beat down and stuff. I love bringing Fairy against them because they can't <laughs> combo me unless they get really lucky. <laughs> but well, um, yeah. <laughs> this this is uh, Tony's Trucker Tony, his, his list, his Aegis online. He's kind of gone off breakfast a bit, but he put in a ton of work and he was the one that rang the, the chance back, as far as I know. He was like, all right, so I'm drawing all these cards with staffs and you can probably beat control, but he was like, all right, I can use them to beat other combo as well. So you upkeep, do them more in response to dark rituals and stuff like that. So like, if you're just drawing all these cards, you can really, really leverage Orem's chant for big tempo effects. So I know Brian put a shout out saying they didn't talk before the tournament, but he basically took all his ideas Damn. and it worked really well. So shout, yeah. shout out to Tony. Great job. By the way, shout out to another player with probably the most awesome name of the entire weekend. In second place, we got, well, on Food Chain Goblins, we got yes. Wowie McDowell. <laughs> or Dow. That, that, I don't know. Like, if your first name is Wowie, if that's actually your real name, that, like, yeah, that's, I was going to say, like, awesome. yeah, yeah. I could only come up with, like, bad jokes. So I, mean, I, I love if that. If that's the first name, you better play Goblins. <laughs> and <laughs> hell yes, Food Chain Goblins. I freaking love this deck so much. By the way, didn't you just like win a tournament? Like, come to completely like go off topic. Didn't you just win a tournament of food chain goblins? Yes, I played them in pre-modern, and okay. they're so good there. It's in, so the, in the Galactic UK pre-modern championships, right? <laughs> That's pretty much how it works. It was. It was the World Championships for sure. Uh, how many people were there? Fourteen. 
1,400 people. Oh my God, that's amazing. 14,000, 14 sorry. Billion. <laughs> in the qualifier. Like in the top eight, it was 1,400. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, right. Goblins, like what's not to love about goblins? Right. I think that we have yet to find a player who doesn't love goblin decks. This this food chain's goblin deck, the power level is insane. People are just like, oh, it's goblins. That's cute. This deck can kill turn one. I've played two Wait, leagues. wait, wait. How, how do we kill turn one? So I haven't looked at the list, so you can correct me if I'm just saying cards that aren't <laughs> I, in there. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but, <laughs> but I've, I've, kill on the first I played turn. two leagues with Funchy Goblins about a year ago, and I went 5-0 and 4-1, and you can go Ancient Tomb, Chromox, play Food Chain, and then you can cast Fury and sack it for six mana and cast Muxus, or like Matrons into Muxus. And when you cast a Muxus with Food Chain in play, you do win like 70-80% of the time. Okay, okay. Okay, so there's no Chromox in this deck, but I guess okay. that means you can win as soon as turn two if you get that down. Uh, you Fair do enough. have three copies of Ancient Tomb. And I'll have a look, because um, it's, kind of, well, it's quite different to what people think when they hear Goblins, because it... Um, da, 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 da. I wasn't playing Lackey as well. Let me see if he is. Oh, he does play he's Lackey. He's playing four copies of Lackey, four copies of Ignoble Hierarch. There's no Wild, I guess. Yeah, that's okay. normal. No Vile is normal. He's only got three Fury. And he's, he's, okay, he's got Snoops and Harbinger. So he's got the Snoops and Harbinger comma as well. What I was playing before was no lackeys and chromoxes and no snoops or harbingers as well, I think. And you, and no squeezy immortal as well. Because you just go off with... You just cast, <laughs> played a completely different list, actually. It's similar enough. I think here you can still go, like, just, you know, go, go off and stuff. Which is interesting, there's no mind goblins. Which I thought there might be one or two sometimes as well. But, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah. No, I, anyway, regardless of like some little changes, I think the, the power level of this deck is way higher than people would expect. So it, it can kill out of some, like, almost nothing on the table, and then it can kill out of nowhere. So very, very cool. Cool. Uh, another deck quickly highlighting Initiative Stompy by Quintanol, also in the top eight. Three copies of Fourth Erlingus. Uh, we, we already saw that one coming. Mm -hmm. And... Then there's a deck called Maverick by Harry Hackett. And I don't know what's going on here. Like, I've looked at a ton of results over the weekends. And, like, these days, anything passes at Maverick, as Maverick. Like, it's not even funny. Like, look at the stack. Is this Maverick? Like, I was so excited. Like, then I go into it and it's, like, Morlock and, like, Punishing. Right? That's Punishing Fire. Uh, but this, yeah. I mean, if you're like, what is this? It means you haven't been watching the one and only premier Maverick streamer, which is not Dukes. Dukes? Called Dukes. No, no, um, Straz Daddy. This is what he plays. Which daddy? Straz daddy. That's really I don't know her. Yeah. Him. Hey. It's uh, S-T-R-A-S-S daddy. Okay, I haven't. I haven't. Anyway, he just streams Maverick, but punishing Maverick with uh, sagas and stuff. And he all he plays is Maverick as well. So this looks basically I like I refuse to acknowledge this deck as Maverick. There's not enough trickery. I mean, like, what, what needs to be in the deck to, uh, so you can call it Maverick then? Script Ranger. I was going to say, like, I mean... <laughs> sorry, God, I mean, still... Julian. Sorry, sorry, Grandpa. It's time to take you to bed. <laughs> I, I, love it, that it, mean, it, I mean, at least it's not Quasali Pride Mage. <laughs> oh. Now, I think there's actually a second copy of the stack in the top 16 as well. Oh, played by Mark Stressman. That's the part. That's, that's the player, him. Right? That's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, literally yes. playing this the exact same copy. 61 decks in the... Uh, 61 decks in the main... <laughs> cards in the main deck. And he made it to the top 16. So, Hell yeah, yeah, Mark. I didn't realize he made top 16. Let's go. Oh, he played 60, 61 cards. And the Harry Hackett in the top 8 only played 60 cards in the main deck. I think that Ooh, made the difference. That's why but Harry top 8 Everything <laughs> else looks pretty much the same. I wonder what, what like the lucky extra card was. Well, it's going to take too long to actually figure it out. But yeah, okay. Mark, I, I, Mark probably has a script ranger. There we go. Are you happy yeah, that's now? Yeah, that's why he didn't top 8. That's probably the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. Everyone check out Mark's stream. He's awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, what else is there? Uh, there's a painter on the top of it, and I would be surprised if it was... Yeah, three copies of Orkish Bowmasters once again in the hand of Kenton Nightshim. Nestim. And yeah. there's also the, the Canoptect Scarab Swarm that we talked about earlier, right? That empties the graveyard and gives you a bunch of flyers in the sideboard of Elves, uh, yeah. of Painter. Um, I gotta try that. I've not even tried it. Yeah, yeah. Very I cool. mean, it's it's kind of funny because technically it's like Graveyard Hate, but you can also like leverage it against like control decks or something or drivers we talked about them I'm, I'm not quite sure about that but we we will see <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> is, there, is there anything else that's like stuck out to you guys in the top uh, um, shout out to tony products? scaponi on his mono black storm like this is his deck he made it pioneered it oh yeah like so on brand like it i yeah. like for the longest time i thought that he he's mainly on, like, on, a, on a red build but like black yeah. black is also Pretty pretty good. I I I just like how how the secondary like Usasaga plan is just so smooth and it mm-hmm. like like all the all the artifact fast mana also combines everything like just very well together. Yeah, being able to play Mox Opal as well is just so powerful. There's also Anthony C1 playing Infect, very pro- brave player in this meta game, and he's playing two copies of Ambigen. I um, absolutely love the name of the card. Oh by yeah, the way. Cool. It's an instant and until end of turn target non-bushwreck creature gets plus one plus one for each super type, card type, and subtype it has. And oh my god, that's already breaking my head. But I guess it's gonna give you something like <laughs> it's plus like four, plus, four, plus four plus five plus yeah, five. Yeah, see, see, got, intuitively got it right. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- signed up for another year on the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool. We cool. got we got four painters in the top thirty-two. Two more in the top sixteen. Two in the top thirty-two. Just shout out to my my painter. So, so we learn from that, like painter players are not very good at closing it out. Uh, no <laughs> comment. You got Chris <laughs> Reinhardt on Artisan Rock. Well, it says, uh, my God, seriously, this deck goes by so many names. They call it Artisan Rock here. Yeah, this is once again Cradle Control, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks pretty much like it. Uh, friend of the podcast, and I mean, yeah, this new meta game like it, it's actually kind of interesting we see in fact we see a lot of f's we see decks that are supposed to be not that great against bowmaster but then they just like play bowmaster themselves so they come out ahead in the bowmaster wars i guess um we we'll see it's, are you guys still like excited about the card i think i i still very much am oh dude absolutely absolutely i think i think it's gonna like you know just shake up all the decks and um I mean, like the the the, the meta game looks pretty healthy. I gotta say, like there's just there's yeah, just like yeah. no single deck that really sticks out to me. Oh, also shout outs to uh to Michael Mapson, also like who, who made our top thirty two <laughs> thirty two. Uh, with also Maverick, it it says Maverick, but the deck list is more like a. See, that's what I was saying. Like <laughs> this is Naya Naya, Maverick, yeah, that's, this that's is pretty like... much Naya Depths. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's been he has been uh, playing this archetype for you know for quite some time now. But huh. by the way, there's there's more, there's more. We we won't be going into every single legacy challenge, but I I noticed a really big pat- pattern in legacy, uh, and that's something I mentioned on the on the modern stream and like the modern players who only play modern and couldn't really believe it. But the most represented deck in the last four legacy challenges in the top eight is actually uh, double check. Yeah, it's actually Rhinos. Like, we have four copies of Rhinos across two challenges, and then the very next two, they didn't and have them. But four still, reanimators as well. To ruin four your... reanimators always. Yeah, I but, didn't count those. Those are just like, that's the dirt walk there. on. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's cool. We, I think Rhinos is really good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rhinos, it's scary. Like, ever since I first lost to a deck out of nowhere, I felt yeah. like, ooh, this is... I remember, this is I remember the episode, you were like, sheepish, you were like... I'm scared, guys. Like, um, is is it actually good? And we're like, yeah, it's it's actually it's so fast. And like, 
leverages the, the, the free spells, which are free spells are pretty busted, as we know, leverages them so well. Yeah, the thing is, I remember that was like our legacy 3x3, three three, and I yeah. called it the third best aggro deck in the format. Yeah. And I, I very much stand by that. And yeah, it's yeah. so, so good. So, Rhinos, if you're looking to port your deck into legacy, uh, try this, because that's actually, that deck has more than just legs. Oh, I love how in our, in our, the top eights, the screenshots you pulled from MTG top eight, uh, for Riddlesmith on Killer B, it's just got a time twister as the picture, <laughs> even though it's not legal in Legacy. <laughs> how does that, I thought they like automatically like pull it from somewhere. Yeah, I, I have no idea how they make that. I work. don't know where, but that's cool. It's very representative of the deck. <laughs> By the way, that was the last. Uh, that's a Saturday challenge. That was uh, Killer B and Maraxis of NL, which is, I believe, Peter Vanderham. Mm -hmm. They split the the final. Yeah. So we got Killer B on. I, I'm even scared to click the deck list, but it's probably. <laughs> is, is it wheels? Do we call it wheels these days? I think at this point we can just say it's Killer B it's Killer and B. people oh, it, it, know. It, it plays two copies of Orcish Bowmasters, by the way, of course. <laughs> yeah, because wheels do it. <laughs> You're wheeling your opponents. Oh, God, they, they draw seven cards. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I saw him insane. make a post saying, like, uh, I can't even remember now, actually. Um, this is a terrible segue. But it was something like, you know, playing a Bowmaster into that, it's just like, you know, just kills them. It's just a win con, right? Right. Yeah, it very much is, actually, yeah. now that you mentioned. I thought it was just, like, additional utility, but no, it's... Oh. it's Probably like you said, most central win condition at this point. That also yeah. is a hate bear. Loving yeah. it. And now for, for the first place list that uh, Peter played, like this is, I think we, we haven't really seen this exact style of deck yet, right? This is Grixis. Well, MTG Top 8 calls it Grixis Bowmaster. This is more like Grixis Midrange, right? Straight up I'm going to just say this is Max's tweet. I brewed a deck and it's Delver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, pretty much so. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Kai, it plays four copies of dude, Preordain. How's that coming on? Preordain cards, Dude, I, I, I saw that. I almost threw up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you were late to the cast? Okay, cool. <laughs> no, but this is cool. This is cool. Okay, this is this is basically the Delva shell without Delva. And then we play four copies of Preordain. And why are we playing this obviously so much better cantrip than Pardar? <laughs> we got four, no, three copies of Council's Deliberation. And that's basically a new world, new school version of accumulated knowledge i want to yeah. say it's an instant yeah, one colorless and a blue draw card whenever you scry if you control an island you may exile council's deliberation from your graveyard if you do draw a card so this is you, you you see where i'm going with this i mean it doesn't have the insane endgame potential of accumulated knowledge but it's also just like one-sided and you don't have um, to cast multiple to be ak and you don't have to play the full four set of ak's yeah yeah i i think it's a bit sus like yeah, it is very much is. <laughs> but it's it's cool thinking. I like it. It's kind of outside the box. Like right. when this was spoiled, I saw a couple of people like trying to think, oh yeah, you can play some other cards. And I like his approach of just four ponder. Oh, preordained, sorry. Right. Um I really struggle to imagine it's better than playing Ponder and something else. Like uh Tony as well, Aegis is playing Knight's Whisper in his Grix Delver list, which he's been crushing with recently. And he's just like, Yeah, it's just two mana draw two. Um but this being an instance pretty cool as well. I think this could let you leverage things like Pierce or Snare or whatever as they go in and out of the meta, like play a more uh, reactive game. But mm. it's cool. I think when I first saw the deck list, like I, I was obviously pretty excited about about it. But um, I like the first couple of minutes, I thought that all the Mistress Baubles also also do scry, but that's not even the case, right? Like, like it's only <laughs> yes, it's, it's only yeah, it's only the preordained. So like I haven't I haven't played it myself. But I'd be a little curious if if you actually like scry enough so that you can 
get the additional advantage. Because if you don't, then constant deliberation is pretty much a pretty shitty cantrip. You know, two meta draw cards. Yeah, that's that's like that's like <laughs> not even good enough for modern. I think the difference of preordain and ponder like really can't be understated. Uh, ponder is just so much better. Like seeing an extra card is is all the difference in cantrips like that, and you know, up in consistency of decks like. Uh, Delver that rely on in, in like, hitting their, their low land drops and stuff. I think in like pure good stuff decks, Preordain is fine, but especially in Delver where you might be looking for something very specific and like a very short time frame, then yeah. Ponder is just like so much better. Yeah. Like uh, I've played Preordain over Ponder in decks without fetches. Like, you know, like other yeah. than that, it's not like really... a long, long, long time ago. Um, there was like the Storm deck called Grinding Station, and there was a time when, um, we uh, we played. We had five slots for ponder slash preordain. We played four preordain and one single ponder because 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 <laughs> like that that was not. You still have brain damage from back Dude, then. I left over brain damage <laughs> still here, <laughs> but but like that because that deck had like so many storm spells and you didn't really carry uh, care about infernal tutor and led. So you really didn't look for anything specific, but instead like want to like smooth out the draws and get like the right portions of everything you know disruption and mana and all that so while uh, pre made a lot of sense um i i, 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 I don't mean, know like does it though have a lack of a reaction <laughs> does it though we're not there to tell you no but we're also like not going along with saying okay sure. i mean that, that was like so dude that was like 20 2012 tech so uh, was this a uh, john alexander yeah of course yeah <laughs> of course yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was probably playing winter orbs in the, the man, board as yeah. well <laughs> um, yes, you do. So, does Council's Deliberation bring Grinding Station back? Uh, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, it's already dead, right? So, uh, that's why you bring it back. Oh. You know what we should have? We should have a like a tournament of the dead. Like, literally, every player needs to play a, de- a deck that has at least been dead for like something like five years. Oh well. Okay. I mean, okay, okay. That's like, like literally so called, that like, I don't that's know. gonna be <laughs> like, <laughs> that's gonna be like Grinding Station versus Nick Fit or what? <laughs> Yo, oh, what is that? Can never die. <laughs> Something like that. That's not what I was going for. Oh, perfect, perfect. Oh, I'm gonna play yeah. Parfait. Oh, um, I'm gonna play. Dude, Burn is there. Can, can I play? Can I play Survival? Yeah, sure. That's, uh, okay, it, that's cool. actually a pretty good yeah. deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I shouldn't ask because then then Callum is gonna play Miracles or something, and right. uh, we don't oh, want to see that. Yeah, give me top back. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Painter won another Legacy Challenge this Sunday. Ganesh sixty nine, perfect name, won with Painter. I can only guess there's gonna actually. I think there were no Orkish. No, he's on my list. Shout out to Ganesh. He's part of the MTG Ones crew. Love him. Uh, he's he's a painter player from like way way back forever. It's it's his it's his deck he's played forever, and it's so cool. He's a constant crusher. He's top eighted all the time. So shout out to Antoine. Okay, but then in second place we actually have Agus on uh, Grixis Delva, and here once again three copies of Orkish Bowmaster and one copy of Call of the Ring. And I'm pretty sure he said on Twitter that that's cute, but it probably should be something else, right? Yeah, he said it should be another Night's Whisper again, but. So Aegis is like he top eighted here. He top eighted the um, I don't know if it's the energy or the SCG or something. And he there were so many tournaments, probably like Barack Obama yeah. first top eighted <laughs> no, one of them. Is right. He, he top eighted a five k recently, and he top eighted like came second in this challenge as well. And then he posted he like five out a league straight after it as well. Like he's crushing with this deck. So. And is it Knights Whisper? Like is, is yeah. he actually like playing Knights Whisper all the time? Yeah. So in the, this posted one, he has one Call the Ring, one Knights Whisper, but he's usually playing two Knights Whispers. Yeah. Honestly, like it always feels so bad against me. Like when my opponent's casting Night's Whisper against me, I always feel like ah, I hate it. <laughs> like 
I don't know. Like the card is actually like kind of yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, like it's not bad, but it's it's not. It's, mm. it's you, you don't really don't want to force it though, right? Like if if you have a counter, it's like, ah, mm. ah, yeah, I guess mm. it resolves, <laughs> but it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, you want it to resolve, and then hopefully your opponent just like draws shit. <laughs> it is a kind of card you can like two is the cap you can play. Two, like the, like deck. you know that that um that reminds me so much of like good old like shardless shardless bug, oh. when when like people told me dude like you never counter ancestral vision because they're gonna draw garbage anyway. I said it's okay. <laughs> oh, is that so? Okay, well, I, oh, it's so. True. I, I guess I'm not gonna counter the shardless agent either. So uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna draw a couple more. Like, what's the a, a couple of more gray ogres? No, hill giants is the four mana two three. They they get yeah. gray ogres. That's yeah, the way yeah. to yeah. <laughs> kind of love that. Uh, okay. Oh, dude, I died with seven cards in hand so much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's oh, the sharpest way. Yeah, but way. feels so <laughs> good. It feels so good though. You know, that's that's actually why I loved cascading into Tarmogoyf. By the way, I think when I, whenever I cascade into Tarmogoyf, like on turn two, I was, was like, okay, this thing. is actually the best. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was playing against miracles, it used to be easy because you could actually outgrind them by doing things and then they discovered that predict card and they would just actually they would actually use predict to draw enough swords and removal to keep up with your creatures and then they would just pyroblast your visions they learned to do that and it just felt completely unwinnable <laughs> like you'd actually side out liliana when when they got to predict but oh my god yeah, yeah. anyway yeah. Those, another, another turn- a deck for our that tournament yes like, no deck, Can't wait. deck tournament <laughs> How might, so francis and i streamed a couple of years ago we streamed that matchup I might do that again just for like old time's sake. Oh, I'd love to. I'd yeah. love to see that. Especially cool. if you do commentary on it. Yeah, I think you, you got to have streaming. like both players do commentary on it at the same time and, and shit talk each other. Oh, yeah. You can do well, that, right? You, you would be down. Like, you I'm guys are British. I'm pretty good you at shit talking. That. I can do that. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you so, suck. yeah, that was, that was uh, another legacy challenge. We got uh, well, Mentor, Blast from the Past. Um, always trying to make, make it back into format, I guess. Uh, is there anything else? Like, I guess we also got the Mana Traders. That's the last one that we mm-hmm. really want to highlight here. Yep. Uh, yeah, mana traders again. You had to qualify for it and then play. I'm not sure how many players there were. I'm not sure if it says at least eight. Okay, at least eight. <laughs> Thank you for the for the hard hitting comment. It's actually 117. Here. That's quite a lot. That's that's okay. good size. I mean, it's legacy. Legacy draws the crowds. Yeah. So we had uh, Mephidro taking it down with mono black helm combo. Um, pretty sure with some orcs in there as well. This deck has been just going from strength to strength. It's been weirdly like. Until recently, it's been played a lot more in paper, even though there was no cards in paper that aren't a magical line that it plays, I think. But it's picking up online more. So just people are realizing the power of Dark Ritual and Ancient Tomb. Pretty good cards, turns out. And then Black has just got enough good cards now to Actually, be... Actually, to, to, to interrupt you there, Mephitro did not play Orgish Ballmasters. Oh, really? Oh, okay. okay, cool. Yeah. So it's just like Helm and Ley Lines, right? Uh, one of Ill-Gotten Gains, Ley Lines, Dark Rituals, Chrome Mox, Thought Seasons, Doughty Voidwalk, Opposition Agent, Grief, Shieldred... Four Karns, of course. I think I already yeah. mentioned that. Cool. Yeah, m- might just like also be a case of like maybe not getting them in time mm-hmm. uh, because they very r- fit very well into the whole show. They were very hard to get on Magic Online as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second, we got Darius eighty nine on Blue Red Delver. Third, we got Chris Concarnage with uh, Orc Painter plus the Ring in the sideboard. This is what you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Then we got Swift Warkite two with Khan Tribal Prison. Um, I guess like just fast mana and Khans and stuff. Cherry X Man with this Mystic Forge combo, but this he is playing three or four with one ring, so like the Voltaic keys and stuff untapping ring is pretty pretty cool. Oh, that's nasty. Then, oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they should not allow that. I think he was actually undefeated after Swiss. Yeah, he, he was, was like completely at the very top. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And um, 
he plays Paradox Engine, which is whenever you cast a spell, you untap all oh my the God, things. That shit. Oh my so, God, oh no, no, no. As soon as the One Ring was spoiled, I posted in a Discord. I was like, guys, Paradox Engine, One Ring, we're doing it. And so we're seeing it. <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we've got Grimwhite Depths with uh, Maximus D. We've got Von Ducky playing Blue Black Shadow. And running out, we've got John Smith 3373 with Rug Stifle Control. Not seen that in a while. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Like on on the monetary's website, it's called Timor Diver, but it's it's very much more like a control deck. Like the okay. the creature suit is like four DRC, three Uro, one Brazen Borrower, two copies of Minskin Boo, and then uh, some removal, three copies of Stifle, but also four copies of Days. So I, I can see where like the idea of the, like this. Is, okay, okay, this is another one of those I deck in its server pretty much, but it's a lot more mid rangey. Mm. Yeah. I should like highlight a little bit the what I just described as uh, Khan Tribal Prison. So it's like got four Khan Great Creature, of course, but four, four Khan Sign of Urza, which is the other four mana one, which kind of like spits out constructs. And then this is a proper like prison deck. So it's got like Mox Diamonds and Grim Monolith as the, the ramp. And it's playing like four Trinosphere. It's got Crucible of Worlds and Expedition Maps. I guess you got if the... Um, it's playing like four ports, four wastelands in the mana base. This is kind of... <laughs> Dust Bowl, oh my God. Dust Bowl, yeah. One Dust Bowl. This is quite old school, right? Yeah, very much. Yeah. <laughs> Two Nettle Cysts, and then Chalices, of course, and then some like Saga targets. Pretty cool. Um, which wasn't on my radar in the slightest, but I think this is just showing the power of Khan right now, I guess. Uh, help me out against there. Uh, oh yeah, there's Collectove. I think Collectove is actually like really good. <laughs> yeah. Then again, I'm probably like, th- this is based on like us talking a lot about the Wandering and actually not making... Well, as I say, it's not making that much of a show showing in the format like in the mana traders is actually had a pretty good showing right mm. Mm. so yeah so a few maybe there. maybe it's gonna be bigger like right now the, the two big things that have happened are fourth erlingas and uh Baumasters, but mm. yeah, we, we will see how, how the ring comes along kai is shaking in his boots <laughs> 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 like all, all all i'm thinking is like how can i how can i like turbo threshold my cobalt ritual so i can like cobalt ritual this out asap <laughs> yes <laughs> cobalt ritual ring mana for days let's go <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I haven't even taken a look into vintage. Like, has the the ring made any impact in vintage, or is it just I, too slow? I think it's going to get restricted in vintage. Oh, oh, is it? Okay, oh, because you uh, can cast it off. Uh, vicious workshop. Hey, you know that workshop card? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty nasty too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, workshop is just so good. It's a, also, workshop <laughs> is addicting. Once you start workshopping, you, it's so hard to go back to another yeah. deck. But I mean, yeah, I, I say that's not that great. Even I say that as someone that doesn't really play any vintage, so I could be completely off because I've been shown screenshots of people in the vintage Discord saying this card is trash. But I, <laughs> I'm, I think it's going to get restricted. With, so with... that actually means it's really good. Okay, you, you made, you made a call. We, we received. Yeah, we yeah. Come let's back to see. That, like, and actually, no, the bannings are happening much less frequently, right? Unless it's like a really yeah. big emergency. So we will see in one year from now. I bet it's not going to get banned within the next eleven months. Ha. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you, 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 you know how to phrase it to sound really smart. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, guys. I think that's that's going to be it from us today, right? Well, which decks are you most excited? About? Like, what are you playing in your next tournaments? So I have um, LLM, which is an ELM qualifier this coming Sunday, which is very exciting. So um, it's going to be a really fun thing. So anyone in London or UK wants to come, there's still tickets available. Go to the Legacy Players UK Facebook group. It, the ticket price is like slightly more because my whole idea is first and second place are going to get a bunch of money, not credit, to go towards hotel and flights to go to ELM. Oh, oh that's, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. 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 So I need to get the final breakdown and stuff, but I'm aiming for first place gets a... Uh, at least a flight and most of the hotel and second place will get a good amount towards the Whoa. flight okay that's as well. really good because we have two elm places to hand out as well yeah, so yeah, first yeah. and second place get it so i'll be playing that of course and i'm gonna be playing painter i just need to decide on orcs or not probably but yeah i'm playing painter i'm 
Painter's been just on a roll for me recently. I had uh, five of the league. I won the last LLM, came second in the challenge. And that's what I've played recently. So it's that's cool. awesome. Man. It's humming. So I'm going to go O3 drop, obviously. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it always goes. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. Uh, yeah. For you, like you had so many paper yeah, decks. Yeah, I, I, uh, today was mail day. So uh, I, I got a, my own nice. Bowmasters in, uh, in paper Ooh. and a few new uh, Fiend artisans. So I'm, 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 I'll be playing that Golgari deck myself. Um, I had most of the elf cards anyway, like I bought them like last month, and now I'm kind of like upgrading, quote unquote, upgrading it to the feet out of sand deck just to not be as vulnerable to the orcish bowmasters. Or like, you know, I don't think I want to be casting glimpse of nature in this in, in this environment. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. So uh, yeah, but pretty pretty excited. Like I almost trophy today. Um, decks uh, deck is surprisingly good, even without drawing cards. <laughs> you just get some rings in okay. your deck, I think. Yeah, dude. To draw some cards. Sweet. Yeah, for me, it's it's gonna be like I'm going gonna go forward with Painter. I still need to like pick your brain, Callum, about like how to build the sideboard because you had a lot of recent changes, and I I kind of want to mimic that because mm -hmm. I I like doing that. <laughs> I have had, had a lot of success like mimicking what what Callum does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but for, but actually, like I'm not gonna be playing the next Etcetera, which is on the 9th of July. So hit the Facebook group for that and sign up for it, uh, because as we mentioned, Impact returns coming to Spain once again, uh, Galicia, northwest of Spain. Yeah, a Coruña, and yeah, Kai and I are gonna be there. Uh, the I think we're both flying like on the sixth of July, and then commentating the whole. At least I'm gonna be commentating the whole weekend. I think Kai, you will be in your booth during the modern event, um, right? But uh, yeah, I'll I'll be, I'll be at my booth on on Sunday, but I will be at um, the booth um, area the whole. And the booth with me, the commentary booth. Yeah, dude, the, the whole Saturday. <laughs> nice. It's gonna be it's gonna be freaking awesome. I can't really, I can't wait. I'm going to awesome. be able to watch it because you know how I said I can't come because my band is touring. So we fly out for the tour on Thursday the 6th. We're playing a festival on Friday the 7th. And then we have two days off, the 8th and 9th. So I'll be in Copenhagen chilling and watching. Shit talking. Yeah, shit talking about it. <laughs> I, I would just, never I do such a thing. Say that. I would never yeah. do such a thing to you guys. What the hell? This is slander. <laughs> By the way, if we talked about LLM, we talked about etc. Are there still tickets available for your tour? No. All sold out. Oh, all sold out. No one's oh allowed. God, this is insane. <laughs> no, there, is there are still tickets available, though, to become a Patreon of Everyday Eternal. If you want to do that, if you want to support the... the I was gonna almost going to call it shit show here. No, the... <laughs> That's very guys, way too nice. <laughs> no, the, the, this tiny little podcast that we have here going on. You can do that on patreon.com slash everydayeternal. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Spotify, oh my God, we have so many reviews on Spotify. Love you guys, seriously. Thank you for all the support. If you want to follow us on social media, that's at EternalMTG for the podcast, at Savatarix for Savatarix. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Callum Smith, MTG for Callum, and I'm It's Studio23 on Twitter. You can find us there. Big shout outs to everybody supporting us, especially the Eternal Witness tier supporters Alex Crow, Tim Everett, Testacular, Sebastian Holager, Guillaume, Sean Dewey, Francis Cowper, Cassandra Davis, Tom Zischka, Benedict Gruber. And Severin Thratsuba, the last three of which you will probably be able to see at the next etc. So once again, 9th of July, sign up for it. One of the biggest legacy tournaments in the south of Germany. And another big, big shout outs to our Atraxa tier supporters, Virtu Bat, Scott Monroe, Tom Hepp, Kane, Ian Seyfeld, and Colin Oscopy. Still one of the best names in the business. Okay. Everybody have a great time. Start pra practicing your archery. You're going to need it in legacy. And see you again next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> see ya. Bye, everyone.